I'm Robin. And I'm Wayne. We're investors at VMG Partners, and we help build iconic consumer brands. Every day, some of the world's most fascinating founders share their stories with us before they've made it. Their highs and lows. Mistakes and triumphs. But always extraordinary results. And now we're sharing these stories with you. This is Unfinished Biz. Even though that within our team as the CEO and the leader, like there will be nothing in this business that I will not have a strong hold on. On this episode of Unfinished Biz, Hustle Clean co-founder and CEO Justin Forsett tells us all about his entrepreneurial journey as an NFL player turned startup founder. Hustle Clean describes itself as a self-care movement at the intersection of hustle and hygiene that focuses on wellness and recovery and offers a variety of face and body wipes for anyone committed to the fitness lifestyle. Given his professional athlete experience, Justin knows what this category needs better than anyone. But as any founder will tell you, building a brand from scratch is never easy. Football is hard. Don't get me wrong. It's all hard. It's all tough. But I don't know if I had been counted out as much as I have been as an entrepreneur. Find out how Justin leveraged his sports experience to create a personal care company designed for professional and amateur athletes alike, the challenges that set him back the most along the way, and where Hustle Clean is poised to go next. Unfinished biz starts now. Robin, I'm pretty excited about this one with Justin Forsett on our show. Um, we have a number of Cal Bears uh, on the VMG team. Not not you, Mr. Stanford Cardinal, uh, but it is an exciting one to have him on the show. Yeah, I was excited to talk to him. He's got an incredible backstory. Um, you know, didn't realize that he actually came from a family of entrepreneurs. And so that obviously had a really, really big impact on kind of not only him getting into the league, but also kind of thinking a little bit more about what he wanted to do next. I noticed you casually scooted by without addressing, you know, how he's a Cal Bear and you're a Stanford Cardinal. Um, but I, back we to haven't the, been, we haven't looked so good in the past couple of years. So, uh, I might, I might wait in the wings for a little bit on that one. Fair point. Fair point. But I think, you know, sometimes life goes in, in a full circle. And I think this one's going to be a really interesting one about how Justin played on a number of different NFL teams, learned how to take care of his body along the way. And I think, you know, transition that theme into a business. And so, here we go with Justin telling us his story of how he went from NFL player to founder of a personal care business. It started from my third year in the NFL. I was a journeyman up until that point. Uh, I was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. And at that point, I was fired at least twice. <laughs> um, and uh, I was kind of figure out what was going to be next for me. And, and oddly enough, during that time, there was a Sports Illustrated article that came out that said, 80% of NFL players, two years after they uh, they leave the game, are either bankrupt, divorced, or depressed. And it's like 80%. So eight out of 10 is a high number. And I'm like, I don't want to be in that number, right? So I started thinking about what I wanted to do after the game. And if the game ended tomorrow for me and I was not no longer playing football, what would I be doing? And I looked at my gifts and I felt like the talents that I had, whether it's storytelling, leading, helping others uh, achieve goals, um, that that – it just led me to entrepreneurship. And then my parents were entrepreneurs too. So don't, don't undersell yourself. I mean, journeyman, come on, man. I, I had you on my fantasy team a couple of times. <laughs> put up some big, you put up some big numbers for my fantasy team a few times. I think when you were with the Lions or 
or uh, I think, or either the Ravens, the Ravens. Uh, Raven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll have to talk after because you probably owe me some money. So we'll talk about, it. We'll talk about this. <laughs> you should definitely collect. I'm all <laughs> and you said your parents were entrepreneurs. What, 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 what field were they in? Yeah, so they were in the restaurant business. So growing up, uh, they owned a barbecue restaurant in Florida, a little small town I grew up in. And uh, when I moved, when we moved to Texas, they just started catering. And so even to this day, they still do some catering for teams and organizations. Yeah, so you're thinking about entrepreneurship while in your third year of the NFL. Like what, what type of ideas came to mind? Man, you know, it was really, I always have these like brain uh storming uh sessions with my 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 teammates and have and we were, a number of ideas popped up but when i would go back i'm from i went to uc berkeley when i would go back in the off season go bears. go bears go bears yeah and uh with a couple of teammates of mine and just had this 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 idea of you know personal care and self-care within uh the sports and fitness space and um we said well, there's this moment when showers are kind of like optimal but not possible is what we like to say, and uh, wanted to create this this product to help when people can't get to a shower and help them clean up. And at the time, it was called Shower Pill, and um, and that that was from the locker room. Um, the the joke was like, there's pills for everything in a locker room, but no pills for a shower. So when a guy skipped out on a shower or deferred the shower to a later time, he says, "Hey, I'm taking a shower pill, bro." Just don't judge me. I'm going to handle business later, but I'm not going to take a shower now. So that was that. That was the joke that permeated throughout the the locker room, the NFL, and through college. And uh, so we ran with it. And uh, yeah, that's how I, that's how it started. So did you start this while you're still in the game, or did you start after you retired? And while I was in the game, I was in the NFL. So it was around my third year in the NFL, and um, just started, you know, as this side hustle. Um, my my main job was pretty time intensive. At least so I thought uh, before doing this full time, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, just kind of grinding out after meetings, after games and practices. I remember even after practices. I mean, I would get up to the uh, Seahawks facility. I was playing with the Seahawks at the time, and uh, get up there around seven o'clock, leave around five, and then I'll make a drive uh, to like Renton or some of these uh, little local cities around uh, our training uh, facility. And I would just pitch and sell our product to local running shops and bike shops. And uh, I would show up on marathons uh, before the games. I remember taking Marshawn Lynch to a marathon and the uh, Seattle Marathon and signing autographs and taking pictures uh, the day before a game. Uh, so, yeah, we were hustling at a, at a very early time uh, uh, while playing in the NFL. So. Out of curiosity, I mean, obviously, it's very different than playing in the NFL. How did you even start thinking about how to make the product? Man, yeah. Uh, so to be honest and fully transparent, uh, Google was our, our best friend. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was our best friend, right? China, my, my business partners uh, at the time, my uh, former teammates that I played with at Cal, they were doing a lot of the grunt work and just trying to figure out, talking to manufacturers, uh, getting samples in. It was a process of a few months that we had to get down to the product that we wanted. It was felt like we could, we could sell. And then from that point, there's been many uh, iterations, but uh, that's kind of how we, how we started the whole uh, manufacturing process and getting the product to market. And what's changed since then? So, you know, you had, you had this idea, the shower pill, and you started kind of almost like grassroots selling the product to, to a lot of independent stores and such. Mm -hmm. Like how, 
how did you know you were really on to something where you're like, oh, this, this is, this is going to, this is going to, this is going to go to the next level. Well, uh, we knew we were on something as the business kept growing. You saw, right, traction and reviews and revenue. Because when we first started, there was no one in the space, especially within this, like, disposable washcloth body wipe space uh, with our first product that we had in Shower Pill. Uh, there was no one out there. And so we did a lot of educating because people were like, oh, uh, why would I use this product when I can just get in the shower? But, you know, some people can't get to the shower, whether you're camping, hiking, leaving the gym, or you don't want to use the, the fitness facilities uh, uh shower facilities uh, there was a lot of different use cases and we just saw the need begin to grow year over year and we saw sales increase and, re and reviews increase and I'm like okay well this can be a, a full-time uh gig um once i once i take off the football helmet when did you change the name so you said it was called shower pill and like how, like what led to the change of name and like how, how did you do it yeah so i think one of the uh, most important uh things an entrepreneur can do is is know when to push and when to pivot and for us uh, i realized that shower pill as a brand like we we had at least a product it was really good it met the need but we wanted to transition from being just a product but to an actual brand um and really provide a full assortment of care to this consumer this active consumer this fitness enthusiast or adventurer if you will and the name itself would, it created some friction as we wanted to expand and grow. It was very limiting. Um, so if we wanted to do, let's say, a body wash or a deodorant and shower pill, it just was like when we were talking and trying to do interviews and surveys with folks. It was just, it was kind of confusing. And you don't, you don't have a, you know, a few seconds to make an impression on shelf. And we wanted to make sure that we we remove all of that friction. So that's when we knew we're like, okay, if we wanted to scale this thing, we're gonna have to scale into um, what we now call Hustle Clean. Um, which is a self-care brand for the active lifestyle or essentially a line of restorative self-care products to help the everyday athlete with fitness, well, with uh, hygiene, wellness, and recovery. And where, where'd that name come from, actually? <laughs> so it was <laughs> funny. Um, and we made that, and you asked a question about the time. So we did it in 2020 during COVID. Right? So the perfect time. Uh, it's the way we planned it. And uh, <laughs> so, so uh, I was on a plane, retired at the time, and uh, I was going, I was doing sideline reporting as well as running the business with the, with the Baltimore Ravens. And I was going to Cincinnati and uh, to, to cover a Bengals game. And I just thought about like hygiene and hustle and on the go. And then I thought about this whole like holistic health and wellness. And I was just like, man, what can we, what can we do? And what, what name would really resonate with uh, this consumer and us and really display who we really are? And I thought hustle, hygiene, hustle, clean, and it just came to me as I was uh, on the way to the airport going to a Bengals game. So that was it. That was it. I called my partner. I was like, hey, man, I got the name. I got it. And he was like, ooh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so just walk me back on the timeline here. So what year did you did you start the side hustle? Shower Pill was 2012. Okay. Um, and then uh, I retired in 2017. The uh new name hustle clean rebrand came in 2020 okay and then so what changes have you felt since you know since the ch the name changed to hustle clean have you expanded in other categories like what's the business look like today like tell us more yeah. about the products where you can buy them yeah we originally we were on and just amazon uh selling our products um now expanding into uh distribution into target 
uh, Kohl's, uh, launching into REI, uh, Myers, a few other brick and mortar retailers where you can find us in gyms, whether it's Orange Theory Fitness. Uh, you can find us uh, into those facilities. Uh, so there's a number of places there, but we uh, now not only do our body wipes, we have face wipes, we have hand sanitizer, we have uh, Epsom salt, mineral soaks uh, that we have on the market, um, expanding more into tr traditional personal care here at the top of 2023. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of where when we started was just the wipe, but now there's full line of assortment of, of products for the everyday athlete and fitness enthusiast when it comes to hygiene, wellness, and recovery. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you've played on teams throughout your life, you know, now that you've got sort of this brand cuts across multiple categories, multiple retailers, like, how did you think about building a team, when to build a team, what it was supposed to look like? Just curious to get your take on sort of, you know, wh where, you know, how that all came together. Well, I feel like early on, it was a struggle because we didn't really have uh, as, as it was a side hustle and we're just kind of moving and fixing the plane while we're flying. It was just like finding the right pieces around like our core values. And if, initially, if you don't set core values of your business, it's hard to find people that really fit what you, who you, who you are and what you need. And uh, once, when we established like our core values, like being real, being brave, being relentless, those are things that we want inside of our company. Those reflect some of the attributes that we see in our customer group. And, uh, and then we started to see, okay, we need somebody with these core values, then we need help in operations or we need in sales. So we start adding pieces, but we never wanted like a huge team. It's a team of seven, eight of us right now uh, within the company, real scrappy. We wear a lot of different hats uh, still at this time. And, um, you know, I do everything, whether mopping the floor and to and from, you know, investor meetings and pitch meetings into retailers. So I, I do a lot of my partners uh, does a lot as well. So. That's kind of how we thought about it, but we 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 first had to establish and really understand uh, who we were uh, and have an identity for ourselves. Not uh, not unlike football, right? You just uh, like you see teams struggle uh, when they don't have an identity. Like, what do you do well? Like, who are you? Who who are you? What things will you stand for? What 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 things won't you stand for within the company? So uh, we had to establish that once I retired and we uh, this thing became a full time thing. Those are the things that we put in place. And how have you funded the business to date? Yeah, so uh, invested uh, our own personal capital, all uh, the founders did. Uh, also, we've raised family, friends around, seed round. Um, we have some uh, angels in uh, the high network individuals within the, within the on the cap table. So that's how we fund it. Out of curiosity, again, you know, this is kind of a new bag. It's it's a whole, a whole different game. Outside of Google, like as you've thought about building this business, like, have, have there been mentors? Have there been some folks along the way that have kind of been uh, providing guidance, coaching, you oh. know, a, a warm shoulder, <laughs> any, any, any of that? Yeah. And by the way, Google is like a theme of this show. Like, it's amazing how many <laughs> times Google has come up as like, how did you figure it out? It yeah, was everybody. Google. Man, it's, it's like almost like I'd say probably like nine out of 10 times Google played some role. Well, for for now, you know, I I believe in a few years from now we may see TikTok may be the answer. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we we will we will see. I tell people there, like when I got in a huddle with Peyton Manning, he would give me three things. He would give me warning, he would give me encouragement, and he would give me instruction. He give me those three things in every huddle. Like if I'm in there, like Justin or running back here, 
make sure you look out for this blitz right here. This is this this is the defense that they're in. Be alert for this. All right. Let's go break the play. Let's go make a play here. Like encouragement, instruction, word. I need that. And I think entrepreneurs need that on a daily basis. And I was able to have that through my uh, uh, partner network with whether it's Eric Ryan, who's a, a founder of Method and Ali and Welly uh, that has been in my life as kind of my coach in the CPG space that is not only an investor, but someone that I can call on is like, hey, man, I'm struggling here. Like, can he provide any guidance? Do you have any, you, you have a connection here that you may be able to help us with? Uh, just anything, you know, just a great coach, great mentor, advisor. I have people like that in my corner. I try to have a tight huddle circle group of people that have kind of been there and done that before. Moise Ali, who's also uh founder of Native, this is like yeah, brilliant minds, right? I just try to stay connected with and just like pick their brains because um, one thing that I learned, and I hate all these football references, but I, I don't know. I'm in, in it's football season. I'm in the mood. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Pete Carroll used to tell us all the time. He said, uh, the three worst words you could ever say is I got it. You never have it. Always be learning, always be growing, always be hungry to, to have more information and get better. So that's kind of how I look at entrepreneurship and mentors have been great and important. Both are good friends of ours, by the way, both Eric and Moyes. Um, I was actually just texting with Eric Ryan this uh this morning because he's got his new jewelry business yeah, called, cast. called Cast. And uh, you know, this 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 episode won't be out yet, but you know, looking at it's my it's my wedding anniversary coming up. So I need to make sure I get something nice for my my wife Amy. Do it. So yeah. I was texting with Eric about his new place. So how did you go about how'd you go about building building that network? I'm I'm gonna give another shout out uh to another platform, um LinkedIn has been just an amazing platform for me as an entrepreneur. And uh, just, I, I see people, I respect the game, I respect entrepreneurs that put the work in and had success. And I just literally, I'll reach out to them like, hey, can I spend some time with you? Want to be able to chat? Uh, there's something I can help you with. And um, I would love to just talk shop. So I would come with that angle and reach out to him. Eric Ryan was, we also had a mutual friend, my agent knew uh, him as well. so. Um, that was a connection, but a lot of individuals, I, I reached out to LinkedIn, whether it's investment, uh, distribution, mentors, you know, I, I reach out to everyone and usually everybody responds. I'm still waiting for Oprah to respond to my, <laughs> my DM, but, but yeah, everybody else is pretty responsive. Robin was laughing because, you know, I'm, uh, he knows I'm obsessed with LinkedIn. So uh, yeah, it is built for someone to hustle on there, right? Like, cause it's all, it's all there. If people try hard enough. They can they can find somebody. And to your point, people are generally responsive. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like, too, you know, for me, I leveraged the NFL. Right. That was my background. The platform people you know, may have used me and played with me in fantasy football. Uh, before. <laughs> uh, so being able to reach out. But I feel like even if you don't have like uh, NFL background or come from, you know, you know, uh, you're a celebrity or whatever, like. It is still an amazing platform because you, you can always come like adding value, right? Just use adding value somehow. Now I'm just coming out, just asking for things. And I get reached out to a ton on, uh, and I want to return the favor for people uh, that I reached out to, but it is like, it's a way to come about it. It's a way to do it. And uh, I try to be very conscious of that. Right after the break, we'll be back with our featured guest, Hustle Clean co-founder and CEO, Justin Forsett. 
Unfinished Biz is a VMG Partners production. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and catch up on all our past episodes at unfinishedbiz.com. Follow us on our Unfinished Biz LinkedIn page for news and updates. But now let's get back to our conversation with Justin Forsett, co-founder and CEO of Hustle Clean. As you've actually been on this journey, has there been a particular moment where you felt like you had to bet the company, where you just put it all on the line? It was the pivot from shower pill to hustle clean. It was that moment where we're like, okay, we're going to stay this like one skew, one product company and, and be fine with that. Or are we going to try to make this thing something bigger and something that's a game changer, world changer. And uh, that was the moment. Every journey has its highs and lows. So we'll start with the highs first. What's the highest point of your entrepreneurial journey so far, Justin? Uh, a lot of highs. I would say getting into Target. Uh, because when we got into Target, I was still receiving a lot of no's from individuals, whether it's investment. And it was just really hard to, uh, to just really navigate that brick and mortar channel as we were trying to transition from just strictly Amazon. And uh, when I when we got the go ahead, it's like, OK, we're going to be in Target. It was just an amazing feeling. And I'm I'm not an emotional guy. I probably cried five times in my life for those times of Lifetime movies. And um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to like as I'm getting the word and I'm, I'm trying to uh, we're killing the pitch. We're just like absolutely killing the pitch. And so much so that the buyers stopping us as we're on a Zoom call. Uh, and he's like, man, I don't do this often, but like you're you're answering all of my questions before I can get to them. And uh, but go ahead and keep going, keep going on. And so he was like, man, we're gonna get you into the stores. And I was just like literally emotional, yelling, screaming, celebrating. And I didn't even do that on my draft day. So uh, that was a really high moment for me because it so it told me that we weren't crazy. We were onto something. We had validation from the best one of the best retailers in the world. Better than draft day, huh? Man, because I like that. Yeah, yeah. It is I mean, football is hard. Don't get me wrong, it's all hard, it's all tough. Um, but I don't know if I had been counted out as much as I have been as an entrepreneur um with football. And that's me saying that from an undersized running back that was five eight, you know, 195 pounds, you know, like that. You know, I, I've been told no line. I faced a lot of rejection and that prepared me for entrepreneurship. But just the amount of just like you can still you can have success and people will still find reasons to move the goal, the goal line. Right. You no, know, those five reasons why to doubt. And it's like that was a moment like, OK, somebody believes like we're going to keep we're going to keep going. Well, congrats on that. You know, that that's also been a theme. And there's a real shout out to Target. I think Target's come up many times on this show as well in terms of of really partnering with entrepreneurs and giving folks a shot and, and helping and helping nurture that relationship. Yeah. So, you know, just like, just like you mentioned, you know, there's, there's, you know, it's just like football, there's high points and there's low points. What's, what's been the lowest point of, of your entrepreneurial journey? Oh, I said there was a lot of highs. There were a lot of lows. Uh, there are a lot of lows <laughs> with it, within this journey. I'm trying to, uh, to rack my brain to find which one, it was a low, but also a high, if, if that can, that makes sense. I, we like to say we don't take the only L's we take over here are lessons. And uh, <laughs> I will say Shark Tank, uh, that was a low moment uh, personally, because it's a highly competitive individual. 
we got on Shark Tank. Let me explain why, right? We got on Shark Tank. We didn't get a deal on Shark Tank. And uh, I had just retired from the game NFL, NFL uh, after nine years and now fully going into this side, like entrepreneurship. And this was going to be like the world meeting me now as an entrepreneur. Um, and we got on there. We pitched, did an amazing job with that little 60-second pitch, uh, the intro, get to the Q&A. And had had the absolute worst pitch in Shark Tank history, and if you go try to find the the pitch on uh, on YouTube or anywhere, uh, you probably won't find it because I paid to have it scrubbed off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, well, well, tell us more. Why, why do you think it ended? Like, like I, I, can't, I mean, obviously I can't find it to go like you said. I can't go find it. So tell tell me more about what happened. So we get on there and we we go through the pitch and everything is going well and we get to like the numbers of the business right and telling that financial story and like how we're going to grow and scale this thing and we didn't we didn't have the right answers for the investors in that time and and it was literally something it was almost a layup like we Lori wanted to do a deal uh, on there, we had the interest. They had they they saw the product. They loved the product. And that point, um, it just wasn't our best showing. And that's why I think, and I tell entrepreneurs now all the time, I think we were ready for that moment uh, in a lot of ways, but we weren't prepared. And I think there's a difference between being ready and being prepared. Being ready is just an emotional state, right? You just a heightened sense of awareness. Like you can be ready for something, but not necessarily necessarily prepared to re, to actually maximize the opportunity. We didn't, we weren't prepared as we should have been in that moment. And I own that. And as a leader and the CEO of this company that we didn't have our best showing there. And, uh, and that moment, I, that was like the first like rejection that I had as an entrepreneur. And it's like, this is me going out to the world as an entrepreneur. And it's like, I'm already just trying to fight. Like, I don't want to be this dumb jock, you know, that doesn't know what he's running this business. And I'm running through all of these things and throughout my head. And I remember as I'm packing up all of the equipment, because you got to pack up all of the equipment uh, from that show and you drive it down to North Hollywood, a prop store to wherever you bought it and rented it from. And I'm in that U-Haul truck. It was the like one of the lowest feelings that I had. And I've fumbled a football in front of millions of people and, and cost my team. Like I've, I've, I've done that before. But that moment, it stung me so much that it built something inside of me that I would never allow that to happen uh, to me. And I would make sure that even though that within our team as the CEO and the leader, like there will be nothing in this business that I will not have a strong hold on. And even though it may be somebody else's job, like it's my responsibility to really own uh, all of those facets. Like I, like it, there's no excuse for that. So it really made me like change the way I thought about business the way I handle my business and us as a team, the way we operate. So uh, it did wonders for us in that point from that day forward. Uh, it changed us from the inside out. And uh, yeah, up was tremendously. That's an incredible lesson learned. And I appreciate you sharing that. Well, at this point in time, you know, we're at a different, different juncture. What's keeping you up at night? <laughs> What's keeping me up at night? You know, I always look at that question. And uh, it's like when people used to ask me like, Man, what li- what linebacker like put the most, <laughs> most, fear, most fear in your heart, right? Now you think about, it, I was like, that, that's that's going to be our follow up question, by the way. <laughs> I, I would love to hear the answer to that question. By the way. So, well, the answer is the same. I fear no one. 
mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, uh, what keeps me up at night with this business, there's always something going on and there's things that I like fires that I have to put out, but I rest easy at night knowing that every day I give it my all. Like I pour everything that I have into this business and sometimes things go right. Sometimes things go wrong, but I can't allow that thing to define me and who I am as a person so much so where I'm losing stress and where I'm stressed and anxiety and depression and I can't operate. I'm a, I'm a father, a husband. I have five kids all under nine. Like I, I cannot show up and be great for them while not being rested and like allowing this business to own me and me not owning this business. Right. So like that answer to that question is like nothing like perpetually keeps me up at night, but there's always something that I'm like fighting and there's an obstacle and challenge uh, that I'm trying to, uh, to overcome. So that's my, that's, that's my answer to that. I'm still loving that other line, by the way, that the only L's we have are lessons. That's it. I really like that one, by the way. Um, Wayne's going to rip that off. I, oh, I'm definitely 100%. I can't wait to bring that to the Monday meeting. Let's oh, do it. I, I was actually thinking your, your kids are going to be hearing that soon. <laughs> that is true. That That is true. Robin, this is really a great story of resilience. Justin started as a star running back for the Cal Bears, entering the NFL as a running back but really a theme of reinventing himself many times as very much a journeyman across a number of different NFL teams across his career. And you honestly, you see a lot of that theme play out in his business life too. You know, I think he had to reinvent the brand that he started. Um, You know, he had that one instance of going on a shark tank, you know, that could have been sort of the pinnacle of that big initial push for his brand. And he self-admits that, you know, that was a really, really tough time. He didn't do a great job. I think a lot of folks would look at something like that, and that would be a really, really gut-wrenching sort of failure. Honestly, he kind of turned that entirely around, and I think he's actually it's actually served him uh, to really kind of improve his business. And it's definitely through a foundation of having a great life mantra. And, you know, I think that's something we can all take away from, from Justin as something that I think we can all bring into our own individual lives. You know, as it relates to Justin's life, I don't know how he has time to be so resilient. I mean, he's an entrepreneur, a father of five, and it seems like he still has the time to have have some fun. And it's very much rooted in in his sports life as well as entrepreneurship. I still work out. Uh, I like playing basketball, pick up basketball uh, in the morning. Um, got a 530 group that I'm, I'm a part of. Uh, I coach my my two oldest kids in flag football. So that. That's something I love and I enjoy, and it keeps me also competitive because I know the other dads are trying to beat me. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty fun. Uh, uh, so that's what I do. All right, Justin, it's time for our signature game on Unfinished Biz. You ready? I'm this ready. Tough, this is gonna be the toughest game you've ever played, Justin. In your life. <laughs> all righty, let's shoot. Well, all right, sweet potato or regular French fries? Regular French fries. Aisle or window seat? window running or walking running work from home or office office beach or mountains beach love winning or hate losing hate losing pancakes or waffles (sighs) from waffle house waffles (laughs) netflix or hulu netflix passenger or driver driver night or morning Mm, night hot coffee or iced coffee 
Oh, neither. I don't drink coffee. Fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction. Concert or sports game? Sports. Night at the aquarium or the Met? Mm, Met. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Kind of interested in this one. Watch sports or play sports? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Not as long as it's not football, uh, I'll play sports. <laughs> Board games or video games? Board games. What movie could you watch a hundred times and not get tired of it? Coming to America. Nice. <laughs> I nice. love that movie. What's your least favorite book or movie? It's a weird one. Ooh, least favorite? Anything Harry Potter. <laughs> Anything Harry Potter. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That one's controversial. I like it. That was a strong finish. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. What, what advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs? I would say to entrepreneurs, there's a lot of things going through my head right now, but be, being busy doesn't mean that you're being effective. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are busy trying to do a lot of things right and they're 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 moving and shaking and they're doing a lot of things for instagram and linkedin and all these for notoriety but these things they maybe not be moving the needle so just because you're up at night 3 a.m 4 a.m in the morning doesn't mean you're actually effective right so make sure you're using your time wisely it's the only thing that we have uh, that we don't get back so be just effective with your time and um yeah that's what i would say well said. I like that. I do too. That's great. I love that's, a, that's, a, that's a good finish. Well, thanks for joining us on the show, Justin. And best of luck with the, with Hustle Clean. Thank you. I appreciate it, Wayne. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Unfinished Biz. I'm Robin. And I'm Wayne. We'll be back next time with a mystery guest. Stay tuned. These are the opinions of Robin and Wayne and our guest entrepreneur and are not necessarily the opinions and thoughts of VMG partners. And now a word from our lawyers. This is not an offer to buy or sell any investments. Entrepreneurs interviewed on this podcast may not be associated with VMG businesses and discussions of their companies should not be viewed as an endorsement by VMG.